Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Lucy Edgar is one half of the small business Human Everything. Lucy and her partner set up the business during lockdown and found that networking was a great way to get themselves established. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Lucy. Thanks very much, Liz. Great to be here. Now, you're one half of the business Human Everything. But before we talk about your current business, what were you doing before? What's your background, Lucy? Yeah, so my my sort of academic background, if you like, was social anthropology. So uh, an interest in people started a really long time ago for me. Um, All about understanding how other people figure out the world, I guess, and what their perspective looks like. And the last 10 years, I've actually been working in HR. So it was a profession that I quite naturally gravitated towards, um, feeling like I could make a really positive impact on people's working experiences. And so what kind of companies did you do HR for? Yeah, quite a range. Um, I worked in a social enterprise, so in a skateboard park in Manchester, which was really interesting. So I was in a porter cabin underneath the motorway bridge. Paid <laughs> <laughs> for some interesting lunch times. Um, yeah, so I also worked for an IT startup, so going through a really fast growth period for them. Um, manufacturing and engineering sector, so I worked for a global company um, with the production of food packaging equipment. And um, also in the world of recruitment, so I was an HR business partner for a quite large recruitment company in the West Midlands as well. And tell us just a little bit about HR and what kind of things an HR um, per, per personnel get involved in. Gosh, that's a that's a really big question. <laughs> um, so so my, my role in HR, I was always a standalone generalist, which means I kind of did a little bit of everything that needed doing whether it was recruitment onboarding new starters um, helping to develop the strength and skills in management teams working through um, policy work um, setting up contracts for new starters updating staff handbooks and then of course all the all the other stuff that goes on with people in the workplace which could be anything from the nice side of things around looking at salary reviews and rewarding people through to going through grievances and disciplinary procedures Mm. and occasionally, um, unfortunately, redundancies and restructures as well. Yeah. So tell me what happened to your job during the lockdown. It all went a bit crazy during lockdown. Um, Anybody in the HR world um, sort of learnt overnight very quickly the nuances of a new word for us, which was furlough. And uh, managing, managing the expectations of staff. At the time, the company I was working for were classed as key workers. So... Um, we were still very much in operation, um, but obviously we had um, a shop floor, manufacturing was still being um, produced, so we had people that were having to come to work every day alongside people that were able to work from home. So some very interesting challenges from an HR point of view. I was um, obviously office-based, office, office based, so I was able to pick up my laptop and work from home, but would still go into the office um, just to check on the people that were going in face to face and make sure that things were still going okay for them. Yeah. And how, how did you find that working from home? Challenging. Um, so we have a very small house with not much space and we, we picked up our little Ikea dining table. <laughs> My partner and I moved it upstairs into the front bedroom and thought oh, it's only going to be a couple of weeks. This will be fine. Of course the cat tries to get on the table as well so we've got <laughs> 
two sets of computers and screens and a, and a cat and keyboards and phones are ringing and it was yeah it was it was an interesting time um it's not one I'd particularly like to go back to it mm. did take us longer than it perhaps should have done to get our desk set up you know we bought a proper desk um proper wheelie chairs um because we were walking around thinking why are our backs hurting so much but you know little wooden dining chairs just don't cut it when you're actually in them for a whole day so no. yes interesting time um but it was a really nice opportunity to share my partner's working experiences because obviously you know we hear about each other's days after they've happened um once everyone's back home from work again but of course I'm sitting opposite him and he's having calls with his team and he's sitting there while I'm having calls with my people and it was all very much um, a bit of an eye-opening experience I think when you really sort of go through somebody's working day with them that does yeah. something completely different to what you've been doing. Um, so and, yeah, and, very and interesting. What, and what was his job at the time? Yeah, so he's an engineer, so um, a, a design engineer, so lots of um, head down, quiet time, thinking, creating stuff on um on CAD design software and, and of course mine's mostly talking so I think I drove him a little <laughs> bit mad for a little while. <laughs> yeah I can understand that I mean um, my husband was, was working from home and my office and my studio is next to the kitchen and that's where he'd set himself up and he was having very loud zoom conversations and I had to <laughs> said to him you can't do it there because my microphone is picking you up please go away. <laughs> It was a tricky time. <laughs> it is. And it, it still is, you know, when we're on calls at the same time, it's, well, which room are you going to go in while I do that? And, um, yeah, we're sort of trapped then when somebody's on a call, you can't sort of move into the kitchen until it's all over. So, uh... <laughs> so what was it that made you want to jump into running your own business together? It's something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to run my own business. I've just never really been sure what that was actually going to be and what I'd be doing. Um I had qualified as a mediator before the pandemic came along and that was something that I thought would be um, a really valuable thing to be able mm. to add, um, not only as an HR professional, but I thought for a time perhaps I could go off on my own and just do mediation. Um, and we had both done, my partner and I had done the mental health first aid training and Colin, my partner, had gotten a lot from that, um, that training experience. Mm. So sort of being in lockdown together, we, we realised that we did really get on with each other and actually <laughs> being in a room all day every day was was something that we actually enjoyed doing and we thought well what can we do that can pool our skills and do something that we're both going to enjoy doing and we came up with human everything so tell me what human everything does what sort of services do you provide so in a nutshell really we provide the opportunity for organizations to hold productive conversations and that's with a view to them helping to grow into the sort of culture that they want to have um, and there's four strands that really come from that so we talk about mental health and we deliver mental health training we do a lot of work around culture and values we do conflict resolution and resolution training and of course there's the mediation service that i can provide and the fourth thread is um, we use DISC as a profile assessment tool to help run workshops around teams being able to work better together, knowing how to communicate better together for managers to get the best from their teams. And also we do a workshop around emotional intelligence and developing people's strengths around those skill sets as mm. well. And what does DISC stand for for those people that aren't familiar with it? So, so DISC is a, is a personality profiling tool and the D, I, S and C actually stand for the four circles on that profile. Um, so it's just the four personality types that people 
um, map onto their circle with. So yeah. can't give too much away, Liz, otherwise <laughs> I'll be here for hours telling you about DISC. <laughs> so tell me about some of the, the businesses that, that you help. Is it a particular sector you tend to work in or is it a whole range of businesses that you help? It's been a whole range. We were expecting to go predominantly into engineering and manufacturing, um, but what we've actually found is it's much smaller um, sort of family-based businesses in the local area that have been our main um, people that we've worked with. So charities as well. Um, we've worked with accountants, um, creative design agencies, and we've done a bit of work for some IT software companies. So it really doesn't seem to be sector-specific. Mm. It's It's really more... Um, what that what that organisation happens to be going through at the time and where we can lend our expertise. Yeah, and how long have you been going now? So we had our first birthday at the beginning of February this year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much, <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, so yes, it feels like we've come a really long way in 12 months and I'm really looking forward to seeing what 2022 has got in store for us as well. Yes, so let's talk about networking now then. I know that that's something that you use for your business. Uh, tell me about some of the networks that you belong to. Yeah, so I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because when we first started, I don't think either of us had really appreciated just how important networking was going to be for our business. I mean, we've we've never done anything like this before, mm. so you know, you kind of think, well, I know what I'm doing, and we've got our we've got our business product, and we've got our website, and away we go. But actually, there's <laughs> a lot more to it than that. Um, so we we sort of entered the marketplace in a really interesting time. Obviously, it was during lockdown, so mm. um, you know, thankfully the technology is in place everybody sort of just migrated onto Zoom or Teams um, really quickly. So the initial networking we did was all online um, and we joined local groups um, that do various formats of networking, whether there's an education slot followed by breakout rooms or we took the plunge and did some online speed networking, which was intense. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's it's been a really interesting journey. The nice thing has been since restrictions were eased towards the back end of last year was actually being able to meet these people face to face for the first yeah. time, having sort of built up quite a good relationship online. But it's so, it's such a different experience when you yeah. meet somebody in, in real life. It's been really quite, quite nice to be able to go out and do that. Yeah. So which do you prefer then, the online or, or the face-to-face? -face? I like both. I think they both have their their positives and negative sides to them. I like the convenience of the online. Um, I mean, for example, you know, I have a an very early morning on a Thursday networking call that starts at quarter to seven in the morning. And geographically, it's, it would be over an hour's drive away for me. So yeah. to be able to, you know, try and make myself look a little bit respectable, but <laughs> all I have to do is, you know, log on, um, means that that's, that's really easy and manageable. Um, but where we can meet up and do face-to-face -face meetings when when it's when it's suitable. But you know, there's nothing like I said. There's nothing nicer than actually meeting somebody in real life and having a really good conversation with them. Yeah. And is it just you that networks, or does your partner do networking as well? We do a split. Um, I don't know how fair the split is because he <laughs> seems to have um, done the face-to-face -face ones that involve a big cooked breakfast in the mornings, whereas mine tends to be either in the morning and online, so I get the early start but not the food. Um, so, so yes, we, we, we do mix it up. There's a couple of groups that we're both members of, which is nice. Sometimes I'll go, sometimes we'll both go and we sort of... Um, we, can, we can work the online room that way um, but yeah we, we kind of split half and half really but he does more face to face and I do more online yeah and I guess what you do doesn't really have any geographical restrictions 
It doesn't. All of our products can be delivered online, um, but it, it does depend really on, on the content of what we're delivering. And my preference would always be face-to-face, um, -face, especially when you're talking around things like conflict resolution, mediations. If you're talking to people that have perhaps gone through a particularly sticky patch and, and need um, need some resolution. Mm. I think having a, a you know a human to human in the room conversation is always going to be um, a better way to do it. But you know we've equally embraced the world of online workshopping with software platforms dragging virtual post-it notes around the screen and hoping the internet doesn't crash. So um, it, it's manageable, but I prefer being in a room with somebody. Yeah. So are, are you making use of the online networking to reach people that are outside of your local area? We are, and that's been really good, actually. Um, we noticed when we were doing so much local networking, especially when Colin was going for his breakfasts in the mornings and, and that kind of thing, it's, it's, it's a good thing because you see the same people and you get to know them really well and you get to develop some really good relationships mm. with people. But, but the flip side is you're still seeing the same people um, all the time. So when I took the decision to join a new networking group that was an hour up the road, um, it was really nice to walk into a room full of businesses and people that I've never seen before um, and obviously they're connected to people that, that aren't in our yeah. near, near set of connections so so that's helping with the, ge with the geography as well so we've yeah. sort of got a bit of a, a north-south split between the two of us Yeah. so it's good that there are two of us doing it I don't know how people who do this on their own actually have the time <laughs> to do all the things that need doing and actually do what it is that they're set up to do in the first place yeah, it's definitely a, a juggling act. <laughs> it certainly is. So what, what do you think that you've got out of the networking? Oh gosh, we've got so much from the networking. We've, we've got people that we um, are really quite close, probably isn't the right word. They're not friendships, but they're sort of a bit more than just a casual person that you happen to know that mm. works the same circles as you. So we've got to meet some really great people. Um, people that you can have really honest conversations with about when things are going well, about when things aren't going quite so well, and you know this this is the situation we have at the moment. You know, do you have any experience of that? And people are really, really happy to gift you with um, their thoughts and their advice and their time, and, and that's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and we've learnt so much because we. Um, we meet such a diverse range of people with so many different skill sets and professional um, skill sets. You know, it's it's been really nice to have some trusted advisors, if you like, sort of guiding us as we go along. Because we're not marketers, we're not salespeople. You know, we've never done anything like this, and it's it's nice to be able to know that you can draw on that expertise mm. because you've built that relationship up with people. Um, and yeah, just just the support. I think I, one of the um, one of the overriding things that really dawned on us, I think, last year was just how genuinely helpful people tend to want to be. Yeah. Um, I think when you spend a lot of time in the corporate world, um, it was certainly starting to make me feel a little bit cynical because when it's just a contract and it's a paycheck and you turn up and you do your thing and go home, you don't really consider the wider implication of that. But when you're talking to business owners who are living and breathing what they do and who really get it and understand that some days are good and some days are bad and who knows when we're going to get paid next, mm -hmm. um, there is a real sense of community and people pulling together that generally, you know, they want people to be successful and that's that's been really nice. Yeah. Have you come across anyone else who's doing something similar to you? Uh, we, we come across people that do similar things but not quite the same or, or sort of 
do bits of what we do but in a different direction so there's sort of people doing more work around leadership um, with a more of a coaching angle for example um, we see people that do culture and values workshops but that's sort of kind of it so we're, we're sort of in the middle of we've got a toe in different pools mm. and I think um, with our backgrounds as well that's that's what keeps us slightly different from everybody else yeah and so what difference do you think networking has made to you as as a startup business I think it's um, certainly increased our spread um, and our brand awareness you know our name's quite unusual and people often comment mm. on it um, and that's something that really helps when people see us um, virtually with our little name under our picture on Zoom oh human everything what's that all about then um, you know we, we set up with a very limited budget so when you look at things like um, Google AdWords and paid advertising and marketing you know we've we've managed to do more I think through the networking and just word of mouth and referrals than we would have managed with a you know a very limited budget mm. with paid advertising. So you're just over a year old uh, as we're recording this what are your plans for the future of human everything? We'd really like to grow um, we'd really like to be seen as people that um, not only deliver a fantastic service but you know I'm happy just to talk to people if someone wants to think oh gosh I'm not sure what's going on I need to talk to somebody they'll pick up the phone and call call myself or Colin I think it can be um, a really lonely place sometimes when you're a, a small business owner and especially if you're having people um, challenges mm. if you don't have in-house HR if you don't have somebody that you feel you can you know really get things off your chest and confide, confide in it can be quite a lonely space so you know when we go in and we meet business owners for the first time sometimes we can be there for several hours and people will say gosh this feels like therapy talking <laughs> to you um, and I love that I love the fact that people feel better straight away before we've even done anything because they've actually got somebody that they can talk to about these things and yeah. you know we, we've got the experience and the skill set behind us to be able to give really practical advice as well you know it's things that they can do straight away um so so yeah that's that's, that's a really yeah. good part of it. I'm sure sometimes people are just you know so grateful to have someone who's who's really listening to them Exactly. And, and that's one of the main things. So for the rest of this year, I'd really like to see us expand our, our customer base. Um, we're still not sure whether we're calling people customers or clients. We can't <laughs> come up with a word that, that seems to fit because it's not a transaction. It's a relationship with us. So um, yeah. maybe maybe for this year we'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and just finally then, Lucy, if people are interested in finding out more about human everything, how can they find you? Yep, so we're online, so our website is humaneverything.co.uk. We're on um, LinkedIn as well. Um, you can search for myself, Lucy Edgar, or Colin Noble. And we have the LinkedIn company page, of course, as well, which is Human Everything as well. Lovely. Thank you very much, Lucy, and best of luck in your second year. Thank you very much, Liz. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.